0: Brewing with Style is brought to you by Northern Brewer, with fast shipping, expert advice, and all the ingredients and equipment you need to make the best beer possible. Visit them today at northernbrewer.com. This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishef and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest, Jonathan Plisé. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my
1: Bruin brothers and sisters. Welcome to the style show. Well, <laughs> we got a lot of style here for sure. Say
2: that with conviction. Yes. This room smells like beef jerky. Yeah, Sorry, I had some onions earlier. <laughs> it tends to do it for me. Ah, and we're here with uh, our lovely uh, me and Tasty. Yep. Or Krusty as Brenton. Uh, as Krusty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was called on the other show. Which, actually, I didn't mind too much. Yeah, yeah, Brendan has a way of making almost anything sound friendly and funny. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, you guys, gotta listen to that show if you get a chance. It was a, it
2: was a hoot. <laughs> and like, that guy's got stories. I tell you, I was, I was just busting up. Good you nail. Know, the, the, My favorite one was the ecstasy and the, the guys bowling
1: falling on ecstasy, yeah. All right, we're not making this up.
2: No, oh, no, no. You got to listen to the whole show, yeah. uh, the whole whole Monday session. I guess it is now uh, the the awards night. Uh, <laughs> and our own uh, John Plisset got a very nice award, uh, very complimentary, uh, uh, mentioning how he's he's come mm, back and the nice done, part of the show, huh? done done such. Uh, cool. Yeah, the the one nice <laughs> thing they said. <laughs> I <laughs> wasn't on ecstasy. I swear. <laughs> right. No. Yeah, you you'd have to be to come back and do this show.
3: Why were you making out with that dude? <laughs> Damn it.
4: <laughs> and it we also you, have
2: Scott. the the ever uh so knowledgeable and lovely uh, Mitch Steele here with us as well, sharing our uh studio and commenting on the beers and such.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's good times. And he says that he says that he, he, it's like you almost believe him, almost believe him. Um, almost, almost. Uh, it wasn't quite that convincing. Huh?
2: <laughs> no, I just can't believe anybody would want to be here and then do this with us. Uh, you know,
3: including
4: like, you, <laughs> right? Like Scott says, it, it smells beef jerky doubts. in here. <laughs>
5: it's that red pepper on the pizza down there. I'm burping that up. Sorry. You know uh, who do, who doesn't have beef jerky?
1: Northern <laughs> <laughs> Brewer. oh yeah yeah but you know what they do have home brewing supplies Uh, the best home brewing supplies you can get on this planet there you go yeah know it
2: all right yeah hands down awesome yeah now you can do the library i like mike do that all right there you go yeah no i i'm I'm with you (laughs) they don't have beef jerky but they got great customer service great prices great shipping all everything you need to uh, make a wonderful today, we're talking about a Rauch beer. They have that. Yes, they have everything Rauch you need for beer. that. Yes, uh, they got it. And then I tell you, one of the critical things in making a, a great Rauch beer is uh, freshness of ingredients, especially like the smoke malts. Uh, smoke malt, if you even in a sealed container, sealed airtight container, it bleeds. Yeah, it it, it comes out. It, it dissipates yeah. over time. I've 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 had It'll Rauch malt. Strip your car on the way home. That. I was sure it was just Munich malt, huh. you know, did no, zero smoke up. character. Right. I was like, amazing to me that, you know, that yeah. it could, that it could reduce down to that, that point.
1: Yeah. When you go to a brewer beer, you know, you, you need to know what level it is. It's like anything, you know.
2: Yeah. It tastes, so you want it as fresh as possible. That's yeah. one of the great things about Northern Brewer. Yeah. They, they, a, they do a lot of volume. So they're constantly moving through product. You're not going to get stale products. You're going to get fresh products. And that really helps, especially in something like a Rauch beer. So, northernbrew dot com. Check them out. All right, guys. Uh, Ralphbeer, your yeah. your impressions. Your you know, uh, some people like them, some people hate them, some people love them. I don't know. Who likes them? As, as a rookie brewer, anybody like yeah? them? Go first. Oh, I, I Scott does
1: them. like them, and Jamil likes them too.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah when they're me- well made they can make
5: when they're well made Okay, i love mike's enthusiasm for the show already
2: <laughs> oh. i have a low expectation here. he's got a
5: foot halfway out the door look at him he's just oh.
2: like come on i'm just me over like a <laughs> <laughs> slowly i turn step by step inch by inch. What, what were you gonna say john as a, as a new home
5: brewer what i always thought homebrewers never this is like a tough style for homebrewers to do well uh-huh. because i i think it takes a while to understand ingredients and it percentages and all that you got to practice a lot and brew a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i've had good rock beer and mm-hmm. when it's balanced right and you have a well lagered beer mm-hmm. and a great base beer like the mertzen
2: you, you got to make a great lager you got to have yeah. that ability first then if you can't
5: make a great like oktoberfest you can't make a great Rauk beer, right and that's where i think it, it's all about the fermentation of this beer because mm-hmm. if you have a clean ferment the yeast does its thing and then that rock malt is balanced and if it's i mean anyone can make work but if you could for ferment minute right mm-hmm. it's there
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what about you mitch Are you, you're a, a fan of the style uh, or?
4: you know what no i uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we have <laughs> it. you, you know things? there's no. there's not too many beer styles that i haven't really gravitated <laughs> towards uh-huh. but this is one of them i i i've just never really taken to it and i i get it uh, you know i get the people that love it and mm-hmm and uh and really dig it and and love that smoky character, but that's not what I'm looking for in a beer uh that being said, I do love to taste them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. even though I don't necessarily drink them I do think they're a fun style to taste and mm-hmm. and talk about and um you know it, it and certainly they have their place you know it's um it's just not my thing to be that smoky
2: <laughs> well and uh <laughs> all
4: well set yeah. <laughs> it
2: sucks I get it you know, um, and you know for me uh, initially you know there were a lot of beers that when when I first started out in, in my beer education I tasted a lot of different beers and you know I, j- I just started tasting different beers and somebody would be like oh this is horrible what you know who in the right mind is selling this and you know I, I, I thought it was disgusting and finally I found the BJCP Style Guides And it was an educational thing for me because I read through that and it actually kind of was very informative for me. And and it opened me up to experiencing a lot of different beers that that I didn't like. And when I went back and tried some of those, Mm -hmm. then I actually, I'm like, okay, okay, I get this. I like this. I I can enjoy this, you know. Uh, And it was also, I look at uh, Ralph Beer as, it's, it's kind of on a parallel track almost with IPA. If you think about it, the phenolics and the the intensity of the smoke in certain you know classic craft beer, when you're using you know fifty to hundred percent smoke malt in something like this, yeah, um, it's it's like you know super hopping an IPA, you know. It, back, you know, 10 20 years ago, if if you given somebody an IPA with as much hops as we're putting in today, they'd be like, "Oh my god, you're insane. This is disgusting." You know, and a lot of people don't like IPA because of that. Now it's that the hop oil. character. You know? <laughs> and you know, it's the same thing I think along the the lines of the Ralph it, malt. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's a a different type of IPA in a way. You know, the the smoke replacing the hops, it's got that kind of uh Uh, you know astringency it's got that you know that uh, different character to it there's different types of smoke and i think that that layered on top of a nice malt character and a nice lager that can be a, a, a very interesting pleasant balanced thing it's where the you know the hops are kind of balancing that malt the smoke is balancing that malt that dry kind of you know bite of the smoke is there in counterbalance to the malt character and that's an important part of you know a great uh, example of a Rauch beer, I think. Yeah, that. but you have to have that malt backbone. I think so. I think so, yeah. Especially, <laughs> especially uh, you know, in something like this, in the classic styles.
5: I mean, if you go too dry or not enough crystal malt or whatever, I mean, that beer is going to be this.
2: Yeah, and, you know, it, it, it's it's like anything else. So, uh, good friend, Harold Gabranson, he uh, makes some really subtly smoked, like a, a like a Munich Helles, huh. uh you know, uh, he'll make a uh, 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 German uh, Hef and, you know, very lightly smoke that. That's probably really good. And, yeah, with, with a, a very gentle smoke character, mm-hmm. that balances. And, you know, it's all about that balance. And I think if you want to do the fully over-the-top smoked, you got to have more malt character in balance. And it's kind of like the IPA thing, though. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine, you know... I. You know, we used to think that you had to for IPAs, you had to have this big malt character to balance out the big hop character, and we kind of discovered that's not really true. You can actually kind of drop the malt out, and the big hop character can stand on its own. I mean, maybe the same thing's true for for smoke beers. I, I really haven't explored that that avenue.
5: So you're saying rock beer is the new the future IPA of craft beer industry.
2: No, I'm saying this I mean, is this is the IPA boom of you know way back when you know, where they got you know more and more smoky, maybe. I don't know they were trying to reduce smoke, but you know uh now it's now it's something I don't know. Beechwood, what is it? It is a tree, it's a type of tree. because
5: hmm. you see on Budweiser cans, f-
2: fine Beechwood edge Beechwood yeah, they, they take chips. oh yeah, Mitch could tell you
4: about this. Yeah, I could. I I don't know if it's the same as when I was there, but um, they uh, they harvested uh, uh, beech wood and and cut it into I I want to say it was about two foot long strips uh, <laughs> that were about two inches wide that kind of curled up as they dried, and you'd load up a lagering tank with that and you transfer a beer on it that was just about n fermented and you you'd, you'd craisen it you'd, you'd add fresh fermenting wort to it. And it would sit there and uh, under pressure and ferment and naturally carbonate the beer, and the beechwood would help kind of collect the yeast mm-hmm. as the yeast finished out, you know, and kind of settled out to the bottom of the tank. the um, The beechwood gave um, we called it at the time at AB we called it kind of a lattice work of surface area, mm-hmm. so there was a lot more. Yeast remaining in contact with the beer during the aging process, instead of just kind of settling out on top of each other. Hmm. Um, uh, The Beechwood that we used at Anheuser Busch was uh, was boiled multiple times nine, nine out times out to get all the flavor all the oils out of it and and so really and also it also
2: fluff fluffs up the surface of the the wood as yeah well. it does so it splinters more it a little
4: bit you know mm-hmm. so you get a little more surface area out of wow. it and it was a very neutral wood by the time it went into a lager tank huh. and and it really it was more about uh, allowing the yeast to settle out with more surface area so it could keep lagering and maturing the beer flavor than anything
5: wow slick Mm-hmm. Now is that like a two hundred year old practice, this filtration process, or
4: yeah, you know, it, it's filtration, it's a very
5: traditional lagering, German lagering, but, lagering practice, but it's you know? a natural filtration. It's gravity time. It's gravity water.
4: time, temperature, and and then of course you've got this, uh, you know, this kind of cross section lattice work of beechwood hmm. as you're transferring the beer out of the tank you're going to capture a lot of solid material on that wood as well.
2: Horizontal lagering tanks for for that reason. It's more surface area. Uh, So one of the problems with, you know, like the conical fermenters or even your carboy, if you look in the carboy, you'll see a a surface layer of yeast across the bottom. That is the only yeast that's active. When when you're talking about lagering at the end, the yeast just on top, everything below it isn't really doing anything to the beer. It's just the yeast on that top layer. So, if you could expand that surface area, you know, in a conical fermenter, it's even worse. That all gets jammed down into that little cone. You have even less surface area. So, what anheuser Bush is doing, uh, they're building surface area. They use a horizontal tank. They get all these, these beechwood uh, chips, and then they, uh, they uh, you know, the boiling of it, it fluffs up the fibers come out of the wood, and uh, then, you know, the yeast have even more layers to, to, to land on. So, you've got an immensely increased uh, yeast surface area to to work and lager uh, the beer and affect so, the beer. But they're Still staying active. more active,
5: right? Though, because they're on the they're on a floating surface. They're, there's more surface area contact. Well, there's, there's more
2: contact, but you know the yeast being active is a is a measure of temperature and uh, you know your previous fermentation and nutrients and alcohol levels yep. and all, a lot of other things. So I'm sure. Would they probably very slowly lowered the the temperature on those those tanks to to bring it down and and keep the yeast yeah. active.
4: Actually, no, I, you or know the uh, the beer was um, chilled as it was transferred out of the primary into mm-hmm. the lagering tanks, and then the lagering tanks were held at a, a set temperature for you know with Budweiser. I want to say, uh, and I may be wrong here because it's been a while now, but uh, I want to say Budweiser was lagered for 21 days mm-hmm. at. Um, somewhere around 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. And and so the beer was transferred over at that temperature. Uh, there was a fresh batch of wort added to it as a croisoning process, and then it sat for 21 days. And uh, during that time, the yeast would, uh, would metabolize the, all the diacetyl that was produced during the fermentation, any sulfur compounds, acetaldehyde, things like that. And so you ended up with a very clean... Clean tasting beer at the end, and having that yeast, just like you were saying, having that yeast, having an expanded surface area, so it could really work on the beer, really uh, help that process.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeast has to be in contact, and uh, you know, once they get covered over, there's really no contact going on. Trip. So,
5: so what about the style, though? I mean, what are the Germans doing with this smoke beechwood out oh, the
2: beechwood? Well, yeah, they use the beechwood to smoke smoke the uh, the malt used in the ralph beer and you know w- you know, one of the examples so the examples we have are the uh uh stone uh, smoke porter, we got Alaskan smoke porter, we got the uh Slink uh, what do you call sl- it? <laughs> uh, uh, classic example, the ralph beer uh and uh the Alaskan is using an alder smoked uh malt. Made. Okay. Uh and it's in Alaska they use alder to smoke the salmon so that's why they and it's got a different flavor to it that yeah. smoke yeah. um it's like mesquite or hickory or things you know different smoked meats uh, applewood mm. all uh, cherrywood all gives a different flavor to the to the uh, the meats same thing for the malt same thing for the beer uh let's do this let's take a short break when we come back we'll we'll get into more about uh Ralph beer and uh how to brew one and Classic examples after this.
0: You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network. Tonight, the night We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blickringstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My daughter, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acids. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore. We will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power!
2: Enjoy
0: Don't be silly, J.P.
5: we have beer to brew.
6: In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization.
0: <sighs> I need a drink. Oh, the liquor store's been ransacked.
6: You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over.
0: Oh, no. Those are non alcoholic beer.
6: <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us.
0: People, I'm a home brewer, I know how to make alcohol done come with me if you want the beer
7: okay i'm gonna need some
0: big
6: plastic buckets he is the chosen one the prophecies say that he's gonna get us wasted
3: someone start heating
6: water and from the to- creators of northern brewer the people who brought you massive selection and superior customer service comes the home brewer
8: When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers, no beer is more flavorful and complex than ever. And it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's No Beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint.
0: alright beer B&Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomeBrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini-clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of BrewVent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Body Builder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, smoke
2: them if you got them. (laughs) That's, (laughs) That's Mike's line wow he's always got them. got them. <laughs> way too much smoke <laughs> way too much smoke how could there be too much smoke for you i don't know where you
1: depends where you put it you know? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> not, i don't want it in my beer <laughs>
5: i don't want <laughs>
2: sorry well john uh do you have anything to add about the nope. uh the, the stock? nope <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. so here's here's the here's the thing um you know, for the classic example, blend a smoke malt, and then you know the the other malt character there. That's Pardon. what you got to add, um, Mish.
5: Please, you're a guest. <laughs> Sorry, you know, um, I tried to do better.
2: That was epic. The uh, so you know technically classic rock beer is uh, uh, you know Oktoberfest base you know smoked beer, and then any other type of smoked beer would be under other smoked. Um, so we really only have one classic example today, and we've, we've got the Stone and we've got the Alaskan, which are fine beers, but they're not classic, uh, you know, uh, uh, examples of the style. So if I was to ask you all, which one would you choose to be hmm. most like the style, you'd pick the Schlankerla. Schlankerla. Schlankerla.
3: It is on the smoked beer, Alaskan porter. But, but just not Roush yeah. beer, which yeah, is just yeah, like yeah. a. Sip. No, yeah. it's
2: a classic example of the uh, uh, other smoked. Right. Yeah. Right. Which, um, you know, the smoked porter, uh, there's a number of them. Uh, the uh, Stone is a smoke porter. The Alaskan's a smoke porter. And, uh, hmm. um, you know, that's a whole other category if you have any other kind of lager. So now, if you were to talk, which beer do you like best, then that's a whole other question. Yeah. But as far as classic style, we got, we got to go with the one. It's pretty much there.
5: Scott had to look everywhere for it.
2: Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're hard to find. I mean, I, it, t- I told you you could have driven 75 miles <laughs> poor Scott. and, and picked some up. You oh. did You did tell me that. I told you at least 30 minutes before the show. <laughs> Jamil, <laughs> 1230,
5: 30 go to Redwood City. Before. It's all good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. are, are we even positive
2: I would have found one? I mean, yeah. Yeah, they've got a whole German deli, oh. the Hausstadt place in redwood shit Red, redwood not redwood, redwood shitty
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: I, oh i've been it's like in the, in the back of a candy store right is that the spot yeah
2: kind of candy Kinda. store they got a, like a deli and a whole thing and then they got like a whole bar that they in, built on the back in the back yeah okay yeah, we've yeah, been we've we done some pint nights and stuff there
5: it's interesting the the smoke mall kind of mellows as the beer warms up mm-hmm. i don't think it's as, as well a-
2: and, and here's the thing um, when you, when you drink some of these that are like 50% or 100% of the grain is beechwood smoked malt, um, the first couple of sips are just to kind of numb everything out.
5: I'm numb right now.
2: Right. It's like, in, I'm telling you, it's like an intense IPA. Yeah. It, it kind of numbs you out and then I you've like got it now. this kind of, yeah, it's a nice and the, and the malt comes through a bit more.
5: Or I'm just getting tipsy, but I, <laughs> well, that is going to take I'm, advantage of you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um i like it and and the cool thing is if you drink a lot of smoke beers you you go and you, you just enjoy a few pints of of 100 smoke malt and you go take a leak and you'll smell
3: smoke really? like an asparagus influence <laughs> yes well asparagus you don't is that sm- a good thing you don't smell asparagus no. you right. smell you. asparagus pee which is its own thing right in There's this case so you smell you smoke, smell smoke.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah i've peed and smelled smoke like like my dick was on fire. <laughs> Adam It's like my my crotch is the smoky. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, it'll it'll go through your pores. I mean, you'll wow. It's like uh, you know, eating a lot of barbecue. Hey, you haven't had barbecue pee where you know, really smoking. Paying barbecue. enough
1: attention, I guess, uh, to my pee, but no.
2: <laughs> well, but I'll
3: be checking yeah, if, it tonight. If you're not, I'll be if you're checking not giving it, uh, yourself a
2: urine facial. Uh, just
3: uh, uh, I'll just, get an assistant to help me. Ask, <laughs> ask one of your groupies, Tasty. I'm sure they've
2: this. I'm right. onto that. Drank lots of this beer. And some chicks are into that. So, all right. So, ingredients German Rauch malt, <laughs> beachwood smoke type Vienna malt, uh, typically makes up 20 to 100% of the grain bill, the remainder being German malts typically used in Amerizen. Uh Some breweries adjust the color slightly with a bit of roasted malt, German lager yeast, German or Schick hops. Um, overall impression, uh, Ameritzen Oktoberfest style. Beer with a sweet, smoky aroma and flavor, and a somewhat darker color. The intensity of smoke can vary widely. Not all examples are highly smoked. Allow for variation in the style when judging. Other examples of smoked beers are available in Germany, such as Box, F.F. Eisen, Dunkel Schwartz, and helles like beers, including examples such as Special Lager. Whereas entering these styles should use the other smoked beer category. Um, yeah, I Rock. think uh, you know these are all you know excellent beers. Like I said. The alderwood kind of has a uh, uh, you know a different different character to it, a little a little uh, almost uh, oily kind of character to it, oily huh mm-hmm. the impression of not the texture, but the impression of mm. you know, petroly almost a little bit petrol mm-hmm. petrol beer Well this... now the stone beer is done with peat malt. Yeah. Which I hate with a passion. But he pulled it off. They pulled it off. It's in such a a, a subtle use of it. I think this is the only, you know, subtle use of peat smoke that I I approve of.
5: But it still has that porter influence.
2: Yes, yes. Great porter, I think. And I think that's the thing to know about making any sort of uh, smoke beer. It's very important that you have the base beer down. If you can't make a great example of a porter, then you yeah. can't make a great smoke porter. If you can't make a great example of an Oktoberfest, then you're not going to make a great classic rock beer. It's just impossible. It's you know, uh, it's like people making fruit beers. They throw fruit in it because it tasted like a crap beer to start with. So they throw fruit in it, or, <laughs> or they sour it, or they do yeah. whatever to it, and they smoke. You know, they put in. And that's the other thing. Don't use liquid smoke. That's not going to work. You've got to use smoked malt. Um, And they throw other crap in it, and it just still tastes like crap with fruit. You know, you you can't change uh, a bad beer into a great beer. You've got to start with a great beer to make a great beer, you know, in in something like this. So I think, you know, that's uh, uh, what we have here. Three, you know, excellent made beers. Um, I don't know. What's your opinion, Scott? Can you pass me more of this slinked? Schlenkerla. Schlenkerla. I've um, never been able to pronounce it.
3: Well, my opinion is that the uh, the stone was really different than the other two. Uh, the uh, the Alaskan and the the um were were similar. I thought the Alaskan one had a uh, a, a campfire smoke smell, mm-hmm. just not more s- campfirey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like what your sweatshirt smells like after sitting yeah. around the bonfire. You know,
5: and it lingers forever.
3: Yes, you can't wash it out. No. Um, And it was really malty and, like you guys were saying, very heavy smoke on the first sip. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was a function of warming or palate or both. And I wonder if, because you mentioned the warming, please, and I wonder if it's that um, all of the other parts of the beer warmed up. You know, and yeah, the the, the smoke flavor stayed the same, but everything else kind of ca- caught up with it. Mm-hmm. When it's cold, only the smoke is coming through or something. But I, I definitely got that. The, the Shrinker Lot was a, a sweet smoke; it was mm-hmm. really mapley and and yep. sweet. Yeah, maple, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this that's, sp-
2: that's part of the style, you know, that sweet smoke kind you, of thing. So you yeah. want to? Yeah, yeah. yeah you want? Sweet yeah, yeah, very good.
3: the uh, The Stone was really toned down in comparison to these other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost ca- kind of like a potato chip flavor, I got some vanilla in there, uh, and it was had like a real firm bitterness, and up against these other two, you wouldn't hardly know it smoked, but I remember mm. we had it on the session last night, and it was vi- very smoky. Oh, okay. D- d- delightfully so. I mean yeah, I'm all n- numbed out. Still nothing like these yeah. other beers, uh-huh. but it had a smoke there, and now I just can't even taste it.
4: Isn't that interesting, though? Yeah, I mean, right. it, it, it everything that you taste depends on what you've had just before. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, like and this is a like great dick. example.
2: You know, I mean, no, it's something that tastes like. I don't know. <laughs> What's that taste like? Cheese. We're still oh. on the air. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, we'll be right back. <laughs> for example, I, mean, I didn't
3: mean you know. Yeah,
2: well, okay. For example, yeah.
3: the stone is something you could have
2: a couple of pints of.
3: The yeah. other two, yeah. as I, even though I do like smoked beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so overwhelming, even if you like the flavor. Hey, I'm but guilty.
2: Like you're saying, it's getting better for you, right? Yes. And, and that's the thing. You, you numb out.
3: You it's, do. It's those
2: receptors get dulled, and then I'm all it. the other character comes out. I can drink pints of it. You can? Yeah, the yeah, oh, yeah. I'm digging right now. I'm on my second I, I could have a moss.
5: Weird.
3: Okay.
2: There
5: you go. Yo, well, you're no wrong. way. Mitch and uh, Mike are looking never, at he uh, me. It. <laughs> he never believes me. He never believes me.
2: All right, John, what about you? The Schlankerlau, man. Give me some I'm, love here.
5: I, 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 I didn't like it at the beginning, but as it warmed up, I'm digging it. It's my second or third serving right now. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just the overall beer. It's a great base beer. Well, well made, well brewed. It just reminds me of sitting by the fireplace. Yeah, I'm just kind of and at home right, right now. Log. Yeah.
2: Licking the log, <laughs> licking the log, <laughs> yeah, licking the log. Yeah, <laughs> right. How about you, t- Tasty? Mike's like, <laughs> so like
1: I, I certainly agree that uh, the it's more smoky. sips I take. The less, uh, abuse, uh, my palate is getting.
2: <laughs> and wait till you smell your smoky pee. And then, yeah, if
1: I can get a, another ounce <laughs> or so in my, in my, in my kidney system here, I'll be able to smell my pee. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> get some witnesses for that.
2: Looking forward to smelling his pee.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, the Alaskan smoke porter is a, is a nice smoke porter, uh, but it's not a rush beer at all, and, uh. I like the uh Stone Smoke Border hat when we had it last night. It's really good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then of course now compared to this
2: uh It's not so smoky.
1: It's not, yeah. it doesn't taste smoky at all now. We're all numb. These.
2: Well and that's one of the things, you know, if 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 you're going for a classic rough beer and you're like, Oh no, I'm not gonna put so much smoke in it that's a problem because, you know, if you're going for competition and, you know, there's five other smoke beers. And yours is the very subtle one and you're midway through, you know, people taste the first one. it's like IPAs, it's IPA judging. People taste the first one, they're like, Oh, that's good. You know, that's got a nice firm bitterness to it. The next one, oh yeah, that's really bitter. Third one, ah, there's no bitterness in that. <laughs> yeah. And you go back to the first one and taste that and it's even less bitter. Yep. You know that third one. It's like it's insanely better, but you can't taste it by that. Same thing in smoke beers. So you need to be on the higher end if you're if you're going to competition with a classic craft beer. It's a good tip. You can't be too subtle. You, you're 50 percent or more uh, in fresh fresh smoke malt. You know, get it from a place like Northern Brewer where they they get it. You know, fresh and turn it over. Uh, I think that helps a lot. Mitch, what what do you think? Uh, having tasted these and
4: uh... well, you know, it's um, the uh... Uh, Schlenkerla uh, is the classic, you know, mm-hmm. and I've had it many times. Um, I struggled drinking it. I I got to admit, <laughs> you know, but um, uh, it is a very fine uh, Meritzen beer uh, base, and and they do a nice job with it. You know, it's always spot on with what it's supposed to be, um, and it's just not my thing. But you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a great food beer, and I, I and I'll give it that. You know, when you're having. Uh, some sort of grilled meat or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a wonderful beer to pair with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Alaskan Smoke Porter is is just a classic smoke porter in mm-hmm. my my mind. Um, you know, it's just uh, it is very campfirey to me. Um, and mm-hmm. again, it's not something I drink a lot of, but you know, it, it's it's a classic. It kind of sets a standard for the smoke porter style in mm-hmm. my mind.
2: The other smoked beer, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <clears throat>
4: um. You know, and then of course our beer. I I like our smoke porter. You know, and and Steve Wagner formulated this very early on in the in the history of Stone, um, and and he used peat smoke malt in it, and and the reason he did that was because he likes single malt Scotch whiskies that are made with peated malt, and mm-hmm. uh, he wanted to capture some of that flavor in a beer, and he and he also liked the Alaskan smoke porter, so. Mm-hmm. You know, he thought he could kind of do something kind of as a uh, an offshoot of, of that, you know, using both of those drinks as an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we never win a medal in in the smoke beer category with the smoke porter uh, at, at Great American Beer Festival, World Beer Cup, anywhere else. And and I think it's because it is subtle, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. just like we were talking about earlier, you know, you start drinking these beers that are really intense on the smoke and you get to this, you don't taste it. Right. If you it know.
2: was number one in the flight, you'd be fine.
4: Yeah. But, or if you, you taste know. it after an IPA or something, you're right. going to get the smoke. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, in, in this set, you're you don't get it. All you mm-hmm. get is a chocolate malt.
3: Mm-hmm. I didn't know that Stone did anything subtly.
5: <laughs> you arrogant bastard.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> subtlety is uh, is beauty. You know, there there are certain yeah. things that subtlety works really well. Right. On. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, and I think this is one of the things for for people to to learn from, you know, listening to Mitch talk. It's you know not his favorite thing, not not something he's going to dr- go out and drink pints of, but he can appreciate you know how it's made, you know why it's made the way it is, you know where it fits in the in the you know pantheon of beer, <laughs> and. uh you know, and, and he tastes it, you know, and understands, you know, what's going on. I think that's, you know, a lesson to be learned for everybody that enjoys beer. Just because you don't like a beer doesn't mean you shouldn't, you know, be regularly tasting and understanding and trying to uh, learn more about different styles because you can learn something about, uh, you know, a, a, a beer or beer style or how something's made that translates into something else that you're going to make down the road that hasn't been made before. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you take your knowledge of, you know, smoked beers and you apply that to some other, you know, flavor compound in some other beer and you're like, okay, this is going to marry to, uh, you know, uh, an Oktoberfest base just like, you know, smoked beer does and it's going to be something we're going to, you know, put this with that and, you know, you're going to have something fantastic, so... Yeah, you know, that's that's the reason to learn and to, to appreciate beers. Even if it isn't your favorite style, that's okay, you know. But if it's well-made, you should be able to appreciate that something's well-made. Absolutely.
3: Is this still uh, Steve's original recipe? Has it changed?
4: No, it hasn't changed. It's it's still his original recipe, as far as I know. I mean, it hasn't changed since I've been at Stone. I've been at Stone almost eight years, so. Oh.
5: Does this beer move well for you? I mean, does it? No.
4: no. No, I wouldn't say it's one of our top sellers, but there's a very hardcore group that really love it yeah you know um you know and and lately we've been doing variations on this we had uh the stone smoke porter with vanilla bean last night on the show um Hmm. and uh we do a a version with chipotle peppers and we're finding that it lends itself very well to adding additional ingredients porter
2: Porter is like that You you can do all sorts of things with porter as a base Peppers, fruits, nuts, spices. Why is that? You think uh, it's just a very universal <laughs> type of beer. It's malty, and yeah, chocolate I mean,
4: notes. Yeah, I think so. I think it's because it's so malt forward. You know, mm. I, I mean, uh, hoppy beers don't lend themselves to that kind of uh, mm. experimentation, and and malty beers do, and especially when you start using dark malts, where you start getting, you know, chocolate and cocoa and and fruit and and those kind of characters out of the malts. You know, sure. it's just. You know, it just adds to uh, what you can add to it. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, and I've always used porter as a base for all
2: the other specialties, like fruit beer, uh, smoke beer, um, spice beer. Uh, it's a base, know. really? Oh, yeah, always, you know, I would use porter for all of those. Porter and, is a base for fruit? Fruit beer, yeah. I could see that. Absolutely. Uh, like a raspberry porter, cherry porter, you know. Chocolate porter, chocolate Basil hazelnut nut nut porter, porter. <laughs> uh, yeah. a spice porter, uh, I did a sour porter. I mean, you know, it's like porter, 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 porter. <laughs> there you go. No problem. You know, just keep keep riding that Takes horse. All kinds it, of abuse. That beer. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of taking abuse, uh our fine uh sponsors, adamandeve.com. If you want to go uh uh you, you into the S and M? You like to you like to whip the wife? Well
1: that's Once plenty of one. your business. You like yeah, the
2: wife yeah. to whip you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Go check out uh, Adam abuse, sure. Go check out Adamandeve.com. You can get yourself a ball gag uh oh. at half price. Use the uh the offer code style S T Y L E. Nice. And uh, get that ball gag at fifty percent off. You buy that one ball gag fifty percent off? And I'll tell you, the price on ball guys is pretty darn good. That's pretty good. And then you get 50% off of that. That's all you're paying. You're going to get free shipping. You're going to get a free extra gift, so sensual I can't tell you about it. And you're going to get three free adult DVDs. And you get to choose from genres such as anal amateur Asian, big breast, big bisexual, chunky co-edged, fetish, gay, interactive POV, lesbian, mils etc. Yes, that was I mean, the best one yet. <laughs> wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> so go to Adam and Eve. <laughs> I know, I've been drinking. <laughs> uh, go to Adam and Eve.com. And uh, check it out. Uh, you get the, you use the style code S-T-Y-L-E and you're going to get uh, the f- three free DVDs. You get the 50% off your ball gag. You get the, uh, the free extra gift and free shipping. Costs you hardly anything and you get lots of stuff uh, for free. So go check it out. You can even do it from your mobile phone. Check out uh, adamandeve.com. All right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap up some recipes and uh, questions from the chat and all that after this. <laughs>
0: A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCP/IP. And the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. Hop Tech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate, or just call 800 377 377 and let badass bitch Jade and brewing brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. BN Army, I'm here to talk seriously for a second. You all are partially responsible for something
2: explosive
8: and it's time you answer for it. Moonlight Meatery is exploding.
0: Yeah, exploding across the country with insane quality meats.
8: With nearly 70 different varieties of meat on the market, Moonlight Meatery has blown up the meat category and completely reinvented it. Seriously? What? Seriously? What? You're paying money for that watered-down mead when you could have a moonlight mead? Moonlight doesn't stop at 14% like most meaderies to save 40 cents a gallon. Moonlight meads explode with quality and flavor. They're a party in a bottle. Did someone say Party? If you want mead and want the best, you want meads from Moonlight Meadery and will accept nothing less. Be a
0: part of the B N in mead explosion and ask for, no, demand
8: Moonlight Meads at your favorite bottle shop. Moonlight Meads, girly names, manly meads. Hey, sign me up for that party.
6: Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then, to the, the next meeting. Kids, come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, so I'm the professional. <clears throat>
0: What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events Recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders, and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. CraftBeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer brewers. Anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Cereal Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in-house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10, B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure Adventure. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's brewing with style.
2: Yeah, we got to bring back the uh, Love Strong corner. I think. I think we need to uh, Love Strong uh, for a rights reserve. Rights reserve. (laughs) (laughs) I think. I think. I think we need to break that show out.
5: I think that's legit, you know. Just get liquored yeah. up and start talking about, you know. Give some advice to Love. all these those guys out here. We uh, got yeah. step one
2: down. From the bowling and ecstasy
5: to marriage, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's all you need. We got the liquored up part going? Love okay. Strong. Speaking of liquored up, uh, anybody got a uh, a Rauch beer recipe they want to throw out? <laughs> I'll
5: that throw in, one out. That includes yeah. smoke malt? I would do uh, <laughs> 50% Pilsner malt and 50% mm-hmm. Rauch malt. Yeah. That's it. And like then no. it's all Holotower malt.
2: Ooh. Because Mitch likes it. Because Mitch <laughs> likes <Yeah>. it. <laughs> As I winked him, like, <laughs> <"Yep>, <laughs> hey, no, I got that. <laughs> and then, and then uh, a good German lager yeast, like a... Like Bach, an 833. Some malty. 833, 830. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, classic. Um, yeah, I would go uh, similar. I might uh, try something a little more malty intense, especially, you know, you're going the competition route, um, I might go like a, you know, 50% Munich, ah, you know, 50% Rauch, and, uh, you know, really kind of intensify that, that bready, rich malt Great. character. So you're getting that melanoidin in back. Yeah, uh, there you go. Damn it. That. Yeah, I'd use Her- Herzberger. Herzberger. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, any, you know, good uh, classic German uh, hop. Uh, I'd be careful about getting too hoppy. I'd go with the, the you know, the bittering and maybe a subtle undercurrent, of a you know of German flavor in the hops, but I wouldn't be bold and I wouldn't get out there because I think you know the um, the hop character, the uh, the the phenols in the hop character, things like that will really clash with the smoke malt. And I think that you know smoky hoppy beers really don't work. Like a smoky IPA. Um, has, has anybody ever tasted a really good smoky IPA or really intensely hoppy beer? <clears throat> no. Wow right. you
5: blew my mind thing. right there' such a thing
2: <laughs> i've I've heard of people doing them huh.
4: yeah. yeah i've I've tasted a bunch of them um you know it's questionable as to whether it really works or not uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think it can work you know if, if right. the things are balanced you know and yeah, that's, yeah. and that's the thing you know and and smoke is so easily overdone yeah um but um yeah, you know we, one of the favorite beers of the team at Stone is to mix our smoke porter with our i p a and they call it a smoking Indian, and, um, <laughs> and, and it's, uh, it's, it's a real favorite, you know, in the bistro. People will ask for it all the time, and it's huh. actually quite, quite nice.
2: Interesting. Yeah, you know, um, uh, back not too long ago, I was railing against Belgian IPA, so super hoppy Belgian yeast character beers, because just about every single one I tasted was a train wreck was just you know not a great beer and then uh, more and more people started kind of getting it right they got it dialed in they figured out the types of hops and the yeast character and the the levels of both and they had them kind of balanced out with the malt and everything and now i'm like oh yeah okay uh, but i was before i was like well you can't make one it, you know it's it's horrible you know the hops and the yeast clash and uh you know maybe uh, it's the same thing here maybe maybe i, I Obviously I'm totally wrong and that it is possible to make a great uh you know smoky hoppy beer. I'm just waiting for one though. It's got to be perfect though. I mean so like, I imagine uh, I imagine people can do it. Mitch are you going to knock that out of the park like next week or something? Uh
4: no. Uh probably not. <laughs> um you know what? It, it, it's not on our list of things to brew but okay. uh, right. yeah, you know we I mean we play around with a lot of things with with uh-huh. India Pale Ale, you know, we're do, we're doing spice editions and herb editions mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and fruit editions but uh, the smoke edition thing, we haven't really dove into.
2: Well, somebody was, uh, Nick, who works in our tasting room, he was like, yeah, have you thought about taking the evil cousin and putting it in these bourbon barrels that you just took the Russian imperial stout out of? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no? And he's like, I think people would like it. I'm like, eh. <laughs> but, but then on the other hand, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. that's that's the kind of... You know, I'm I'm sometimes too bound by what I know I think I'm to be, box. you know, as creative as I should be. And so, you know, I think you know maybe we should give that a try.
4: Yeah, you know, that see? happens to Who everybody. Knows? I Who mean, you, you get you get bound by what you know and what you've experienced. And, right. And, and, and you say it, it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's very normal, you know. And yeah. and sometimes that's uh, one of the things I like about working for Stone is is that sometimes Greg or Steve will come up with something that I'm just like, really. What the hell, <laughs> right. and, and then what we do it, and it comes today. out really good, you know, and and mm-hmm. you know, so I'm certainly not uh, not adverse to taking some advice that's unconventional. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, the beer might not work to your standards, but you know, the the name and the description probably would, just from like a marketing standpoint. I mean, uh-huh. did you think about that that angle?
2: Yeah, but on the other hand, so it's very difficult being in commercial brewing and you know, you realize that by naming something or throwing something in there and then listing that as part of the name, people will buy it more, you know, versus, um, well, we were, ta- we we're talking about uh, Stone Smoke Porter. It's like, well, Stone doesn't make a regular porter. And, you know, the, my question to Mitch was, well, would you sell more of it if you just made a regular porter and just got rid of the, the smoke malt? Or do you sell more of it because you can tell people it's a smoke porter and so it's a little more interesting than a regular porter you know uh, who knows what the answer is
3: that that rabid fan base that's built up would probably flip out right
2: right, right, if, right. You,
3: if you changed it and got rid of the smoke part
4: oh yeah at this point you know I mean we've been brewing this beer for 15 years or something and <laughs> and yeah it, you know it's got this hardcore base of, of fans that you know if you change anything in a beer it's always right, right. crazy you well know? I
2: mean you could make both of them they could make two beers. Come on. Yeah, we but, could. You know,
4: <laughs> but, d- a good point. Yeah. But, that,
2: but that's the thing, you know. Yeah, the bourbon barrel aged, you know, double IPA. You know, people be oh, you know, bourbon barrel aged. With and, Brett. With Brett. Yeah. And apricots. <laughs> and currants. <laughs> currants. Oh, my God. Yes. And, uh, you know, it, it's just like, well, you know, if if it didn't turn out to be a, a good at least a good beer a decent beer you know that i felt was you know worth putting out there then no we would just dump it you know regardless of you know, You'd get everybody to try it once and if it wasn't any good then you know forget it you know i I wouldn't i wouldn't put that on people you gotta be, you gotta be careful of that because otherwise you get known as somebody who's just putting stuff in it to you know get people to buy it once I, my my job is to get people to buy things continuously every time and repeat 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 to the end of the time versus i, I could sell anybody anything once i mean i can have tasty pee in a keg carbonate it and i could sell that keg of beer easily uh you know i could sell it once a whole keg uh, to, that's tough uh, you, you're gonna have to drink a little more water <laughs> here. I drink a lot might be smoky it might be smoky today <laughs>
1: I, I wouldn't take any today
2: but <laughs> but <laughs> uh you know i'd be able to sell it you can sell i i mitch I, I imagine you you feel the same way you can sell you know a thousand gallons of anything just about
4: yeah I, I i think so i you know it's um uh you know at this point you know where you've you've got a reputation and you've got a, a kind of a legacy already kind of established yeah you can take mm-hmm. some risks right and that's a nice thing you know but um uh, you still got to make good beer, you know. Long term, I mean, if you want to sell more than a thousand gallons,
2: you of can't. It. You can't abuse your customers. You, no, you, there's you can't. a certain there's certain trust yeah. that your name has built. That they go, they see Stone, they go, well, you know, everything they've given me before, I really liked. I'll go ahead and buy this one. It's new, I'll buy it. And if it's no good, they'll be like, well, all right, I didn't like that one. You know, then you know if you do that to them enough. <laughs> <laughs> then they'd be like, well, maybe I don't yeah. care for that anymore. Yeah,
4: I'm kind of done. I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to move on to somebody else because there's so many great breweries out mm-hmm. there doing really good beers. You know, so uh, all your hard work is lost. At yeah, that point. yeah, we take it pretty seriously. You know, we want to make good beer, mm-hmm.
2: and and you do. Thank you. There you go. All right, let's see. Uh, let's do this. Let's take another short break, and when we come back, we'll answer any questions in the chat room and wrap up after this.
6: And <laughs> hey, no. out. Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled the World? Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jameel chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil Twin. Oh, I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at 7,000 pounds. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer has... An excellent mind So, that's just a crazy dream, or is it? With Northern Brewer, a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and water for the greater good of mankind. Northern Brewer, the home of superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future.
2: Hi, I'm Jamel Zaneshev, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the Style Profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed
6: chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your
0: Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. Read your way to better homebrew. Brewers, anyone can resell homebrew equipment and recipe clone kits. Get original at Adventures in Homebrewing. Adventures in Homebrewing has the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipe kits that you'll love. Home of the Cereal Killer Grain Mill, 220,000 BTU propane burners, custom stainless steel false bottoms, as well as custom built brew stands and systems. These are just some of the items Adventures in Homebrewing designs and manufactures in house. And the brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing keep designing too. Original extract and all-grain recipe kits that are tried and tested and proven to be of the best quality. Most popular are the Blueberry Tangerine Porter, the Nor'easter Cranberry Fest, and the Peanut Butter Conspiracy Stout. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing's original recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And don't forget to use the coupon code BIG10 when you place your order to save 10%. That's coupon code BIG10, B-I-G-T-E-N. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at homebrewing.org right now and get original today. Homebrewing.org. Join the adventure there's an app on the iphone for just about everything including beer apps for finding a pint of beer apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer and now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer introducing brewpal the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database, mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need, right in your pocket. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer.
7: You're listening to Brewing with Style on the Brewing Network.
0: Now back to Brewing with Style. During the break, you missed uh,
2: farts, world history, and uh, sewage plants. There you go. Closely related topics. Absolutely. Speaking of closely related topics, what do we have in the chat?
3: All right, a couple of uh, Roush beer questions. Neckbeard Beer wants to know, uh, what does good smoked malt smell like? How do you know how to pick good smoked malt?
2: Mitch? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mitch is like, I'm a guest here, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. well, you answer your show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
4: know. You know, it's it's like any other malt, I would imagine. Right. You know, you you want it fresh and, and it's mm-hmm. got to have uh, a consistent smoke character and things like that, you know um crisp kernels
2: you know not not slack you want to yeah wanna chew a few um you know overly acrid i think is a problem the uh, thing is you know the the smoke mall is going to be intense that's going to be an intense smokiness if if it doesn't seem like it if if you're not getting much smoke out of it then it's probably you know older and it's it's lost some of its smoke character so. But, yeah,
1: it's a good idea to, to taste it, smell it, and then when all you, your, to, all your molds, when you yeah. brew the beer and then next time you say, well, my beer wasn't smoky enough, mm-hmm. well, you'll go to the store, get it again, and you'll smell it and taste it and go like, oh, mm-hmm. this seems more intense than what I had before. Right. Or maybe, maybe they not need as less. intense.
2: Maybe I need more. So or maybe yeah. you can
3: just adjust the recipe. hmm mm-hmm. So with smoke malt then do you is that something you should try and get at a local instead of having it shipped to you because is like is it more well, I important to chew that. this one than another one
2: well, yeah, I mean, it depends I mean there's certain you know suppliers you can count on like northern Brewer that go through so much that you know they they tend to you know have fresh product and they tend to store it right uh sometimes you know your local Humber shop is great, you should support them, but you know sometimes they get a sack of smoke malt in and it sits there for a couple of years before they can go through 55 pounds of smoke malt, well, you know, that could be an issue. So uh, you might ask them, you know, when they got the sack of smoke malt. If they're getting it fresh, and it's a, you know, some some local homebrew shops will go through a 55-pound sack of smoke malt, uh, you know, fairly quickly. So uh, not not that big a deal.
3: Uh, Ragnabok, he's, he or she says, uh, never used a smoke malt. Uh what's the difference in flavor or intensity as far as wireman compared to peat compared to cherry wood?
2: Yeah, peat is extremely intense and can be very unpleasant when used in quantity. So you want to be careful of that. Um the the beechwood smoked I, I cannot imagine for the life of me making a 100% peat smoked beer.
4: Oh gosh, no. No. It would be so phenolic. Yeah, it is it is intense. I mean we're we're talking about like half a percent in stone smoke porter. It's it's uh, really intense,
2: you know. Whereas beechwood smoke, I could imagine a hundred percent smoke yeah. beechwood smoke beer.
3: What's the the highest percentage of peat you ever used in a recipe? Uh
2: you know, maybe a percent or something like that. And that pretty much put me off of using peat smoke forever
3: okay so then 100 hundred that's inconceivable nobody would right that. right yeah.
2: I, I cannot cannot imagine doing that uh, cherry smoked and things like that it just depends on um how uh you know how intense the smoke is that it can you know especially cherry smoke that's something that uh uh you know i've, I've tried a couple of commercial ones and uh, you know it, it it tends to vary a lot so you really need to kind of experiment with it uh other flavors you just need to be careful about how it's associated with other things. Like, if you want to make a, a bacon uh, beer, my suggestion is throw in some hickory smoke malt. And I'm shocked yeah. at the number of people making a bacon beer and don't throw in a little bit of hickory smoke malt hmm. to give it, you know, that kind of bacony kind of, uh, you know, flavor. Because um, right. that's what I associate with bacon. Not greasy meat, but, you know, that kind of smoky kind of. Uh, uh, you know, uh, melanoidine kind of uh, uh, umami kind of thing going on. Can't you get bacon from uh, poor fermentation too? Like a pipe? Bi- you uh, get bacon from a pig. I don't know if you've been on a farm before. It's really stressed yeast, <laughs> so, you know. You know. Oh
4: I mean? yeah, you get the smoked meat yeah. uh, kind of you know like I mean? hot dog water mm-hmm. kind of thing. Oh on. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's rough. Is that different it's than the the soy sauce off flavor? Are they related? They're related. Yeah, they're kind of caused by the same thing. You know, it's uh, hot dog it, it, water. D- dark beers and stressed yeast are, are not a good combination. Hmm. Hmm. It's like when you open up the hot dog packaging, all that grease in there. You know, yeah, like just that,
5: try dripping yeah. that into your beer,
4: and you'll know what we're talking about.
5: <laughs> you go. If, you, if you want
3: authentic off flavor, just use the hot dog water directly. Okay, here's one more from Bobby Dooley. Uh, has anyone tried uh, smoking malt at home? in this room i've, it's I've hard had to get it lit, it.
2: you know yeah sorry
3: um yeah well oh. i mean he, he wanted to know uh tips for not uh under or overdoing it and you know mm-hmm. what kind of base malt he should smoke if he's trying it himself
2: um yeah you can smoke any malt it's really you're just adding this flavor to the malt um it's you know penetrating in and you can i, I imagine it's harder to smoke something like a uh like a highly kilned malt because it's not as um, gonna take on moisture and things like that as much. Uh, so you can use any 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 malt whatsoever, any base malt, or you could use crystal malt or whatever. You dampen it slightly and then you you know run it through the smoker. And um, I think uh, if you get uh, a copy of uh, the Smoke Beers book uh, by Ray Daniels and uh, Jeff Larson, um, they have tips in there for smoking malt as well. And I actually won an NHC medal in smoke beers with my smoke porter. Excellent. And the judges were Jeff Larson, uh, Ray Daniels, and Harold <laughs> Gabranson. <laughs> I'll be darned. Yeah. Just one of my they wrote the absolute, book, and they liked your beer. I don't remember a lot of medals that I've ever won, but that, that one stood out. Means yeah. something to that was legit. Me. Yeah. Those, those three, were good judges. Those three guys judging that, I'm like, I'm very proud. It was a silver. I'm very proud of that silver because uh, you know, those three guys were judging it. It meant something to me.
3: Did you follow your advice with that beer and, and go uh, heavy on, not heavy, but um, had a lot of smoke in there so that it didn't? Yeah,
2: it, was, it was a smoke porter, and I think I was, you know, somewhere around 17 to 20% was uh, smoke malt. So it was, you know, fairly intense for a smoke porter, but, you know, not over the top. You got to you gotta have enough so that they can taste it along with the other smoke beers. But in, in that kind of beer, not so much that you blow the balance of the beer.
3: Okay, that's it. Thanks to the chat for the questions. And I, I did want to thank, real quick, Mike Billups, who uh, brought up some beers from Temecula. One of them was a Roush beer from Aftershock Brewing Company. I was very generous of him. Unfortunately, it got drank before we could do this show. The beer was too good, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go.
2: The show well, just keeps on, keeps on working. Guilty. Justin.
4: <laughs> Bastard. I'll, uh, next time I come up I'll bring some more Temecula beers up with me so there you go it's, uh, right. there's some really good breweries going on down there right
2: Mitch now Mitch is coming up for some more shows you nice. heard it here first yep. <laughs> alright well thanks everybody for uh, participating in the chat and uh, online and uh, listening at the downloads all that stuff really helps uh, keep the brewing network going especially when you take the time to go and visit our fine sponsors go to northernbrewer.com check them out check out adamandeve.com if you get a chance, pick up some Stone beers. If you haven't seen, you know, check out what they got. They got lots of new stuff. Check them out if you haven't checked them out recently. Uh, you'll be you'll be surprised. High quality as always, and uh, you won't be disappointed. Uh, thanks also to uh, Scott the Hobbit for hanging out and giving producing the show. it. <laughs> Give me that look. <laughs> if the Hobbit enjoy- look. If you enjoy the Hobbit look. Check out uh, the Brain Network store. Lots of good Hobbit gear in there. And until then, Bruce Strong, everybody.